You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. So this morning, I'm going to talk about the new epoch, the new season that we're in. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, why can't I just say the new season? He said, because I said the new epoch. I'm like, okay, then that's what I'll say. But it really is a new season, a new time. And it's interesting, as Pastor Jean shared that word this morning, as Tamara shared out of her book, that is part of this whole new season that we're talking about this morning, this revelatory season out of intimacy. It is a season, uh, Acts 1-7, this is the NASB version, but it says, he said to them, it is not for you to know times or epochs, which the father has fixed by his own authority. We're entering into a new epoch, a new season uh, that will be like no other season that we have known. No other season that we have known. And uh, just to kind of set the a thought process, let me just set a thought process, and then we're going to talk about some specifics of what it's going to look like. So, Father, just open up our hearts, our minds, our spirits to just shift in as we hear to this new season that you have for us. And Lord, even in the little details, I feel like each person here is going to have a piece that will just grab a hold of them and confirm and even help them to move into what you've already been preparing their spirit to step into. So, Father, we just thank you that nothing happens uh, without a pre-prep for all of us. And whether we actually recognize it uh, with our intellect, our spirit has been set to move forward in it. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. Amen. Amen. So uh, Exodus 16, we're just going to read a couple of scriptures to kind of set the pace here. Um, in Exodus 16, they've come out of Egypt. Uh, they are bit out of shape because they don't have any food or not the kind of food that they're used to. And they're asking the Lord, you know, they're complaining to Moses is really what they're doing. And Exodus 16, four says, then the Lord said to Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. So he, he uh, gives them manna from heaven. And verse 36 says, and the children of Israel ate manna 40 
years until they came into an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came into the border of the land of Canaan. So they've come out of Egypt. They entered into a new season of where the Lord fed them. He clothed them. Everything he covered over them. He was their cloud by day, their fire by night. They were completely encompassed and provided for by the Lord. And then when they move into the new promised land that Joshua has taken them into, and I'm just going to read Joshua 5 uh, verses 10 through 12. So they move into the promised land. It says, now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate the produce of the land on the day after Passover, unleavened bread and parched grain on that very day, very same day. Then the manna ceased. On that day after they had eaten the produce of the land and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. So they shifted into this new season. They no longer were in that provisional place of God where he did everything for them. They shifted into the promised season that he had spoken to them years before, right? And that's what we're doing. We're shifting into a promised season that we really don't understand what that season is. We just have these, these, uh, these reins of revelation that we're putting together as we move into this place. And, um, you know, last week, I, uh, gosh, I have like a thousand things to say. So we're going to do part of it spirit to spirit and part of it we're actually going to verbalize. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to release the spirit to spirit. There we go. You got it. Okay. And then some of it I'm going to talk about. But there is so much going on. And many of you I've talked to, there are things shifting in your season too. And it's like, here I am moving into something that I don't know what I'm moving into, but I know it's God. And so it is different from where I was a minute ago. Because everything has shifted into this new season. And I told you uh, uh, last week that God's been, this last six weeks of the year is a learning season for me. He has been teaching me and he has been teaching me through the word through dreams, through visions, through angelic visitations. And I'm going to share a little bit about that too. But uh, what's happening is, is he is trying to, even the books. So this weekend, I knew I was supposed to get rid of all my books. Now, this is the second purge of books. I brought some here when we moved into our house a couple of years ago. But I got rid of almost every book I had. I probably have... Maybe, no, I don't, there's not 300 back there. My husband's a non-collector. <laughs> if there's anything sitting around that's been there more than a second, garbage, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> or it goes on my desk in my office. So I'll go in and there'll be piles of stuff. I'm like, what is all this stuff? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> Do something, please. But so, yes, probably, probably so. But I've only got about maybe 30 books left out of all of that. But uh, when I got, when I started getting rid of them, the Lord was like, that is from the old season that brought you and prepared you for the new season. 
And on top of that, I had four huge plastic bins full of journals that I had written in since 1999 until I switched to an electronic journal not too long ago. You know, maybe, I don't know how long. Let's not give dates on that because we can't verify. <laughs> All I know is I have an electronic journal now. I used to, but I had, I had over 100 journals. And he's like, dump them. Don't keep them. And uh, there was just that peace with it. Now, I had thought about getting rid of them before. In fact, I used to tease my kids. I'd say, what do you want me to do with all the journals that you have? My daughter's like, oh, I'll look through them. My son's like, throw them away. He's like, okay. But, but I realized as I got rid of them, it's like the, the inpouring from the years prior is becoming the new wineskin for the years to come. So I didn't need any of that stuff, he said, because what I need is already in me. What we need has been poured into us. And uh, so I got rid of all that stuff. And my office is like empty. So, but that's a... <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> He's so happy. So, but that's what God is doing. And everybody, you know, God is working with all of us differently. You know, what he's doing in me isn't what he's doing in you, but it confirms the movement that is happening with all of us because we are all ready for the new thing, Isaiah 43, that he's been telling us about for the last six months. I'm doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? Forget the former things of the past. It's not that they're bad. It's not that they're anything else. They're just not this season. So we have to move into what's new in order to step in to this revelatory river that we're living in right now. And it is a revelatory. There is so much revelation coming right now. It is making our head spin. We cannot assimilate all that God is pouring out. But he will pull out what we need in what he's pouring out in the time that we need it. So we don't necessarily have to understand everything he's telling us. In fact, that in our finiteness is impossible. But in our spirit, everything is pooling so that as we need it, it bubbles up, right? And I know I'm not the only one that's, that's, uh, that's, that this is happening to because God moves his body as one. Like I said, it may not be identical to one another, but he is moving us as one. And the things that I'm supposed to impart is to help uh, uh, peace with the things that God is imparting in you so, so that we all become one piece. And I want to say this, and, and the Lord had me write this down. I don't want you to say anymore, my memory's fading. I can't remember anything. I want that. That has got to stop. You know, one of the words the Lord gave me early on is we got to stop what's coming out of our mouth that doesn't agree with what God's saying from heaven. What we say is, God, Holy Spirit, you know, and you have the pool of information that we need. 
You have the Dewey Decimal System. We were just talking about a library. And some of you, yeah, no, we should all know what that is. Maybe not Gabrielle, I don't know. But, but, uh, but all of us should understand that the Holy Spirit shifts through the cards of God and pulls out the information we need and clicks it in so that we have it. So we have to be careful not to begin to form an alliance with what's in the natural because in the natural, it's going to say, as you get older, you're going to lose your memory. Well, that is not in the supernatural. I never read anything where Moses forgot. So we have to, we have to clean up our mouth. And we've got to pull back in anything that does not align itself up with what God says. And um, so that was a P.S., and uh, the thing that I wrote and I've been writing and I keep saying is my memory is housed in the supernatural. So everything I need can be tapped into by the Holy Spirit. Okay. So just like with Israelite Israel, the manna was the old revelation. The fresh produce of the land was the new revelation. And it's hard to go from what we have been used to for 30 years, for 20 years. Those journals were for 20 years. The books, 20 years of just pouring in what we're used to into a different way of God providing to us. And uh, part of the thing that uh, was shared, um, well, before I go there, let me just finish this thought up. I'm worn out. <laughs> well, I'm so excited. And uh, I've just been, like I said, I've been just having this extra time with the Lord. And he, he has just been giving me uh, just so much to share. But um, one of the things that he does keep reminding me is, you know, I told you guys I've been having dreams and multiple dreams every night. And this past week, they were just very weird dreams. And um, I asked the Lord about the dreams. I always write them down. And he said, for this week, he said, what is happening is what you are dreaming about is your mind wrestling with the unknown that is coming. And he said, so those dreams are innocuous. They, they don't matter because it is something that you have no uh, natural information on, but your spirit has already been prepped. So it's a wrestle between what is to come that I've already been prepared for and what is actually in the natural right now. And we do, God does prepare us for something that we have no understanding that is coming. And as I was talking to him about that, um, I asked him, I said, just show me, you know, give me some glimpses of what is coming. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a funny thing, because when you ask God to show you something, our mind is so finite that our ability, you know, show me what's in this tiny circle when actually his encompasses a kingdom, not my reality. And that's what he told me. He said, I, I am so much bigger than what you're able to, to perceive, to conceive. So, um, so remember that because when he was talking to me about it, he said, what would you say if I sent you around the world to teach others how to bring solutions from heaven? And he said, you have a choice. 
So part of this is to understand that the season that we're moving into is going to be much different than where we've been, but we have a choice to engage or not engage. We have a choice to say, I'm in or I'm out. We're not just going to roll into this season without some level of engagement with the Lord in where we're going. And uh, so, you know, I wasn't actually negotiating with the Lord, but I had some thoughts. Because if he's asking me, remember, guys, we are not uh, mechanical robots that just move when the button's pushed. There is an intimacy and a, 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 a oneness and a fellowship and a, and a communication and a camaraderie and a collaboration with the Lord that he is moving us into a greater understanding of. So I did have a few questions for him. I told him, I said, I, yeah, you know, I want to go. I said, but I want room for my family and especially my grandchildren. And he said, I'll make room for them. And uh, I said, I want somebody to travel with me. He said, yep, got it. And that's really all I wanted. That's really all I wanted. And he said, and I want you to write books while you're traveling. Well, I... If you travel much, yeah, Keith, you just blow up my way because that takes time. It takes a different brain activity for me. So if I'm going to write and travel and have people next to me on the plane and all that, that, you know, when I get on the plane, I'm not that evangelist that says, hey, I just feel like God. I'm like earbuds in. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't breathe on me. Heaven forbid, don't lean on my side of the seat. That is me. I'm that person that you do not want to sit next to. But God is going to teach me to be much more flexible, apparently. But as he was talking to me about that, he was just saying, remember that as you move into this new season, it is a partnership. It is an ebb and flow between me and you. We have to remember that we're not going, we're going out there with each other, but we're going with him, with us. We are the message of him that we carry inside of us because he is always with us. And uh, uh, one of the things, you know, I'm just going to share a few things that he talked to me about that we need to look to be more involved in is we are going to flow against what is normal. Normal, not only in our own lives, from habits, from years, from whatever it is, what we used to, what we're used to, uh, but we're going to flow against the normal of life. And I kept seeing salmon swimming upstream in Alaska. Have you ever seen that? Uh, We're going to flow against the normal. And part of it is, it's that intimacy that brings us into the immediacy of what God is doing. And I was looking at Luke 5, uh, verse 4, and we'll just look at that real quick. It's kind of exciting that we're going to flow against the normal, but it's kind of like, uh, I don't actually know what that means. And there's a lot of stuff we don't understand what it means, but Luke 5, verse 4 So Peter and his guys have been out fishing, did not catch anything. Jesus hops on their boat to 
teach the multitudes. Verse four says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down the nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, master, we have told all night and caught nothing. And I'm just going to stop there for a minute. You know, there's a lot of things that we have done that we have felt have not produced anything. Or we have felt what we should have gotten out of it, what was an expected outcome did not happen. But he goes on to say, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And we had done this. They caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. This is what we're in. We're into what God is telling us to do. There's going to be an overwhelming production in what we're doing. There, there's going to be such an overwhelming uh, immediacy in at his word when we do it. There is the response to what he's called us to do. When I was talking to him uh, a little earlier, um, I was telling him, you know, it's funny. I told you I had all these dreams. Well, some of them just made me mad. And I told him, I said, I'm a little grouchy about that. <laughs> He's like, you just need to get over it. You just need to move in. You know, those are the kind of things you just shake off and move on to what I've got for you. I'm like, okay. And that's part of this getting out of getting going against the normal flow. We need to just get over what we expect and step into what he's providing, right? We, we have all these expectations and we are so boxed in by the expectations that we can't even see what he's calling us to step into that will more than meet and override the expectations that we have. And, and the problem is, is Simon's saying, you know, we've already done it. God, I've already done that once. I've done it 10 times. I've done it 5,000 times. And it hasn't worked. And Jesus is saying, at my word, at my word, drop that net. I've pulled up my nets because nothing's working. I pulled up my defenses. I've got, I've got myself all shielded from being disappointed. I've got all these things up, all these barriers set so that I don't have to worry about it. But Jesus is saying, drop the net. Let go of all that stuff, all those expectations, all those preconceived notions, all the way you think the world should work. Because the world is not going to work like that. The world is going to work like the kingdom in you manifesting in the world. And it looks different. And it's weird. It's weird because we've been trained to think a certain way. We've been trained to be a certain religious way. We, we've been trained that if we say X plus 2Y equals 3Z, we actually know what that means. When actually nobody knows what that means. Who, who invented algebra? Come on. No, but really think about it. We've been trained that we're supposed to have the answers for every single thing. But the truth is we don't. The truth is he is the answer. Yes. And just like the, the sheep, you know, the, they're, they're dying. Why are they dying? I don't know. The vets don't know. Well, God knows. God says they're dying because those sheep are traumatized. 
Is that like a word for the church? Come on. He is wanting us to say, I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have it all sewn up. What I have to have is my heart aligned with you. And my heart says, I trust you, God, for whatever that outcome is, whatever the answer is that you want me to release. That's what I trust. I have to tell you, I read something this morning that um, a uh, dean of a college and I don't know which one it was. So I know the name of the college, but I don't know where it was located. So I'm not going to say the college name because, you know, there's 5,000 colleges that name said that. Now, listen to this. For us, we will be shocked. But for a world that doesn't know a savior, they'll be like, oh, that's possible. That's plausible. Jesus was probably transgender. Now, I know for us, we're like revolted by it. But for a world who doesn't know a king, who doesn't know a savior, that goes into part of their assimilation. You know, for a while, about 25 years ago, Jesus was actually married to Mary. You know, that was the big thing. Now, this is the big thing. But what it is, is a cultural demonstration of where the uh, demonic forces are working in the world. For that to even be verbalized. So that so but God is rolling out his kingdom to this world to dismantle these lies that the enemies have set up against really right now. It's against gender. It's against identity. It's against who we are. And this is part of the, where we're walking a line of truth. It's like a line of fire. Have you ever seen them pour gasoline and then light it? And it does a straight line of fire. That's what we're, we're lighting a line of fire, giving people an opportunity to step across that fire line into the truth out of hell into heaven and unfolding these truths of God. And it's going to look different than what we think. We're not going to be on the street corner yelling in a megaphone, Jesus saves, because those people, we have one on the corner of uh, Central and uh, 34th down where we live. They have all kinds of, but you know what? Even to me, they look crazy. It doesn't look like evangelism. It looks scary. If I, had, I would walk across the street in order not to walk by them. So God is not releasing the crazy if they're not Lord. I'm so sorry. <laughs> now that I said that out loud. But God, what I'm saying is God is not releasing what's going to look crazy to the outside world. He's going to release what looks holy and true and pure to the outside world. And he's calling us to be the holy truth purity that's being released. So, so there. <laughs> that's how I felt. I'm like, God, you're so good. I don't know how this works, but it's going to work. It is funny. So um, let's see. What was the, there were two other points I wanted to make. First one, or the next one is intimacy brings interactive revelation. So when we're intimate with the Lord, he's bringing us revelation that is interactive. We step into it. We dig deep into it. We're able to take it with us and release it to other people. 
Revelation is to be released. Revelation breaks the stronghold. Revelation lifts the veil of the eyes of the blind. The word says, if they could only see with their eyes and hear with their ears, then they would turn back to me and be healed. That's what revelation does. When we have the revelation, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be some, thus saith the Lord, blah, blah, blah. It's just all of a sudden we have the revelation of the sheep. And that revelation broke the stronghold. Which saved that part of the farm. Which provided the provision that they needed. Revelation breaks the stronghold but it is birthed out of intimacy. The only way you will really be able to receive the depths of God is to be intimate with the God that's going to give you his depths. That's what 1 Corinthians 2 says. That the Holy Spirit reveals the secret things of God to the people who belong to God. And we're not talking belonging because I joined. We're talking belonging because I love. Because I love him. And my life is so devoted to him that that's all I want is whatever he has for me in this moment. Amen. It's a new partnership, a new awareness uh, that is so deep. The other part of this is the angelic that is coming for us. And it's been here all along. We've had angelic movement. We've had all kinds of things. But sometimes... What happens is we don't always connect to the dot that there is an angel in the house to, to, to perform a specific purpose for us in this hour. And I think we're going to learn how to identify those specific angels in order to know what they want to do in the house in this hour. And I've always just looked at whatever's happening, the Holy Spirit's moving. But God wants me to understand that there is angelic that we need to identify at times in order to step in into where God is moving. And as I've been kind of reading over and praying over it, he's been training me and teaching me about angels. Um, he said that, um, well, he told me, he said, he told me to ask the names of my angels, some of my angels, which I did. And you guys think about that, pray about that. And uh, cause there were angels, most of the angels names fit what they did. Like I had an, I've, and he told me this a couple of years ago, I have an angel named Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R, Writer. And he told me he'd given me writing angels, but he said that was their name. One of the angel, other angels was Judy. I'm like, Judy, random. Uh, but as I looked it up, it comes from the derivative of Judith, which means a woman of praise. I'm like, okay. So, uh, I, you know, I'm always a little bit... Um, uh, iffy in some of this stuff. I'm always like, okay, God, I'm going to need for you to, you know, show me, show me. So as I was sitting in my office, he's talking to me about all these angels. I said, so, you know, give me an example of an angelic move. And I was just asking for an example. And he's, and he had this smell come through my office and it was a clean, crisp, pure, like almost, it's almost like it was white. You know, it's almost like you could see it, but I couldn't see it. 
And I was like, okay, yes, I do smell that. Okay. And then I got the smell of a banana. Well, I don't have any bananas in my house. So I was like, okay, well, okay. So he's talking to me about all that. But what he wants to do, he wants to take us through this like training course, you know, like a ropes course or a tire course where you jump all around it of learning how to step in to when an angelic movement is occurring. So we will understand what he is doing in that moment. So y'all can take all that, think about it, pray about it, read about it. But I do believe that this is something that as a body, as a gathering family, as our online family is that's where God wants to take us. You know, we've had, like last week, we had seven or eight revelation, I mean, uh, prophetic words come forward from our house. Uh, this week, Pastor Jean had one. We, God is training us and building our muscles in this new season. So as we go out there, which I always say, as we go out there, we've had some practice. And I just want to encourage you to ask the Lord to train you up about angels and teach you that element of what he's doing. Um, because it is going to be a uh, interesting season. Now, I want to share one other thing with you, and then I think I'm going to be done. But um, this, is a, this is from, do you guys know who Chuck Pierce is? Glory of Zion. Uh, this is from his house. He had sent it out, I think, uh, November 17th. It says, do not put your focus on what you see or what you think needs to change. Continue to pray for my kingdom to come and for my will to be done. Um, you can't pray for specifics unless I show them to you because my thoughts are far above yours and my plans for what is ahead are conceivable to you in your finiteness, which the Lord had just told me that earlier. So I thought, okay, Lord, you will see them though, and you will see these things come to pass. Take each day as it comes. Ask each day, what is your, what is yours to accomplish for the Lord? Talk to me, interact with me, walk hand in hand with me, learn to hear my voice in a new way as you spend time with me. I need you on high alert for what is ahead. I need for you to hear every nuance. And that's where we are. You know, the loud stuff, the big demonstration is easy to see. It's those little nuances, that little breath. Chris Vallerton said in our spiritual intelligence class that the, the word of the Lord will come for about three seconds to you. And you've got to decide, are you going to grab a hold of that vision or that thought or that word or that sense and move into what God is calling you to move into? Or are you just going to brush it off as that's just me? Well, the days of that's just me are ending in the old season and the days of moving into the very nuances of God is what we're moving into. Like I said, the big things like when healing's released and, all, you know, the prophecies start flowing. Those are the big things. We recognize that. But it's that little tiny nudge that God is inviting us to become so sensitive to. And just imagine all of us out there with a little nudge releasing the kingdom, releasing revelation, breaking off the stronghold, disarming 
every demonic force that set itself up against Jesus Christ, our Lord. Even disarming the voice that said in the news about Jesus. God, we just declare now that that word about you will fall dead to the ground and not capture any ear. That it has no power here, that it cannot go across the nation, across the world, that it will fall dead to the ground and repentance will come to the heart of the man who said it or woman. I don't know which it was. So, Lord, we just thank you. And God, I'm just thanking you now that our ears are open. Our senses are are at the very heightened level to catch every nuance, every breath, every slight breeze of an angelic passing or the Holy Spirit nudging or that quick thought in our mind going past us that we grab a hold of it and say, Lord, yes, my answer is yes to you, that I'll step into that place, that I'll, even as Michelle, I just saw that person she was talking to breaking the stronghold of disappointment and disillusion and, and, and uh, isolation so that she could step into a greater understanding of what thankfulness really is. God, we come as uh, your bulldozers to run over the depth of the enemy, what he has planted to destroy and tear it down and to release the kingdom that the way you want it in this hour, the the harvest of of souls, the renewal of the church, the, the resurrection of Israel, Lord. God, we're just thanking you that there is so much wonder being poured out from heaven right now, and you are pulling it in us like a river that is ready to bubble up and flow out of us in a way that we've never seen before. So thank you for strengthening us. Thank you for giving us the boldness and the courage. Thank you that there is just such Caleb anointings and and Joshua fearlessness. God, just thank you that we have the eyes to see. And even like Peter, we have the um, relationship to ask. So Father, we're just thanking you that there's more, more, more. And we are loving the more in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.